Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Bill Pinsky, Bill Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 94 for August 23rd, that should be 23rd, 2017. Uh, this week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws from Mancrafting, trademark pending, Shane Bronson, and Keith Decent. Gentlemen? I love Keith Decent, just so we know. Yeah, I just want to say that. he seems to be making a real sort of push, and I feel like he's... Got a, a really good presence right now in social media. I love what he's doing, and the comics are yeah. kick. Let me beep that. I'll beep yep. that. Yeah, we're not in the pre-show beep, anymore. No, yeah, we're no, the, I'll beep that in post. This pre-show is not a good idea for me. I got to stop doing that. Oh. Now you're all <laughs> You're ready to just start swearing. Well, yeah. I'm going to beep that, too. Uh, see. <laughs> <laughs> 24.30. Let's No, Keith, Keith is kicking butt, and... He he needs to have more subscribers. Yeah. He really does. We we got enough listeners to up his channel. Let's let's all three do an unofficial push for Keith Decent right now. Ready? One, two, Keith Decent. Decent. And that, I didn't really know what you three. were doing with that, so I yeah. couldn't really. And follow. yeah, you could also oh. just you could create a second a second channel or a second account and just like him twice too. That seems like a That's lot of I've effort. Well, I just I, told you two that I, network I, is done. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I I I I I will again. Say he's my pick of the week or whatever because he's that my good. My shoe in and he just, of the He loves week. us. And we love him. All right. But anyway. Um, let's see here. What are we working on? I feel like somebody I know is super revved up to talk about a bed. Uh, I am. Just kidding. Go ahead, Bill. Let's talk about your bed yeah. for another time. Go ahead. Yeah, Bill's. So I, I, I talked about this last week. I'm going to make a, a plat- king-size platform bed. And I've been um, uh, hauling butt all week long. And right now, we're, you know, I record in the garage and I have to close the garage door because you two apparently don't like my neighbors driving by and the airplanes and all the noise uh, and my laundry. Anyway, um, so it's set up. I just got it finally assembled sitting in my driveway and, and I'm hoping it doesn't get stolen because Casey's at work. But anyway, it's uh, video should be up by the time people are listening to this. So I hope y'all uh, check it out. It turned out way better than I thought. And I was telling these guys in the pre-show uh, I pulled the box springs in the frame out to try and upcycle those into this bed. Did you know that box springs have no value or purpose whatsoever? I pulled everything I could apart, thinking there might be some, you know, to some agree, wood slats. To disagree, I made a fire pit with a box spring. Although the edging of the the, the fire pit with Maddie, remember the Maddie's fire pit. That have box springs. Those in are it? all box spring springs from inside of. No, this doesn't have springs. These this box spring had like these up and down pieces of wire like that this. were mangled. Yeah, they go. They're like uh, a bunch of U's together. Yeah, well, I pulled it. I pulled all the 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 cheap pine. I pulled all the cheap wood off of it. Put the metal in the recycling can at work. Got rid of the wood and in the compost. Not only did I make this whole ornate fire pit with those, after I pulled them out of a bonfire, they had burned their mattresses in the bonfire, and then when I, I went through the ashes and pulled them out, and I made my clip on my multi-tool, my DeResta-inspired multi-tool, like how you know how he made the clip 
out of uh, I don't know. He used steel and he welded a belt clip on it. Well, I made good mine for out of a you box being spring. able to have bonfires. I can't light my box springs on fire on fire. my driveway. Someone else did. It was just I was just Tim, trespassing. Tim, he's trying to be but, enthusiastic. He never does this. Give him a chance here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I know it's you're so rare so, that you're excited. anyway. I'm throwing the box springs away. Oh. <laughs> All that good steel. I'm recycling. It's it's not good steel no, though. I'm not, telling you, I, these things are usable. so they're they're so cheap. Yep. They they really and are. And the woods all like one by one splintery, just knotty, gnarly stuff. It's just yeah, it's just horrible. So and it, what was funny is I made three cuts and I can bend this whole thing in half and fit it in the back of my Kia to take to work to get rid of in the uh, recycle dumpster. Anyway, but I did save the frames, so I incorporated, I upcycled the frames, the metal frames. I built this bed. Video to be coming soon. Um, it's sponsored by my buddy Jim Rumsey. Um, I used a track saw system that if you want to know about, that's not my sponsor. Jim Rumsey's my sponsor. If you want to know the track saw system, watch Phil Pinsky's upcoming video because he'll be sponsored by that same system. And I thought it works pretty damn well. I'm, I'm really impressed with it. It was, it was quite nice. It made lickety split quick work out of tearing down four sheets of plywood and uh, also ragtie. I love you, brother. I incorporated a gift you had sent me a while back ago into the headboard. So it's, it's all coming along. I'm excited. Yay. Go ahead. Who's next? I want Tim to go next. Team money. Do your thing. Cause that's, that's always the order. I think. Yep. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not as excited. Some, sometimes I switch you guys up. Sometimes, yeah. I, I don't think I'm as excited as, as Bill is right now. No one but, humanly possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I took my meds today, so. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he literally just came in from building this thing and taking pictures yeah, in the driveway. And it, and it is, it is beautiful. It's super so. hyped up. And the Adderall wore yeah. off. So oh, no, no, no. I'm up. I, 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 for <laughs> the podcast, I got four muscle relaxers and some Xanax going on right now, so. It just hasn't kicked in. What must oh, you is, be like sober? I don't know. This is chill, Bill. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I know you're excited. How, to... how can you not be excited after that last um, helical uh, marimba video you put out? Um, oh well, that's that is exciting. That's I guess I could say I'm working on that. the The marimba is now I, I'd gotten it all after that where the video was. Since then, I'd taken it apart. I fixed all the things that I hadn't fixed yet. I painted it. I put it back together. I've played it, but I decided that the the African the wood I was using to represent Africa was from the, it was reclaimed from the boat from the Arnesina that I got from Levi, and it was a real. I mean, I have like a day into those seven keys easily. Wow, like a day because because of the spikes and like just trying to hack it out of these big curved pieces of wood. It's just like crazy, and they just they sound horrible. <laughs> so, so my my buddy Greg Houston he um, just opened a shop up down the road from me a few towns over and um and i i he came to my shop and visited me once a little while back and he had all these scraps and cutoffs of these different types of wood from his old job so i called him up on a lark i was like hey do you have anything from africa and he's like well i have all this sapelli so i have these he has some cutoffs and scraps of sapelli that i had some sapelli in my shop from a job i did once but it wasn't thick enough but he had some some like a quarter and he was able to give me some cutoffs like four foot long three foot long pieces so i I remade eight foot eight quarters is that's two inches yep that's exactly it. And um, I was able to make new keys to represent Africa from this. So I'm going to tear down this week. I'm going to tear down the whole sculpture again and uh, and put these new keys in. And then I also made a couple other keys over uh, now that I'm better at it and, and get it all back together. So it's not done yet. It's almost done. 
But that's not what I wanted to talk about. You said about. you got plenty of time, though, right? Well, you said, I mean, yeah, I was going to talk about that. I had a couple, a couple dates I wanted to mention. Was that that is going to the art prize competition, which is basically in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Like the whole town just turns into this art gallery for like three weeks. Sick. And, that's uh, awesome. It's a uh, yeah, it's this big thing that the, that goes on. There's like, I mean, even like the Burger King parking lot has sculptures in it and stuff. Uh, like, like, and I'm not making that up. Like, it's like a big thing. Every, all the businesses and stuff they all support. Do artists. they have to be Burger King themed? No, I don't think so. I think they can be. I mean, food related, of course. But right. <laughs> could you imagine a giant curly fry? I could. That's almost it's what your marimba looks like. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what he. Yeah. That's what he got there. Well, that's what I was trying to sell it to them as a musical curly fry, but they didn't bite. <laughs> you tell them it was but, uh, spicy, or no? That was mild. That was a. Problem. That's the problem. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways. Anyways, Wendy's and I are working on it. <laughs> but, um, so f- the Harris Building, for anybody that's, that's in the area of Grand Rapids, my sculpture will be on display in the Harris Building in Grand Rapids, Michigan from September 20th to October 8th. And I will be there from September 20th through the 23rd, which is like a Wednesday through Saturday. Um, and I don't have, I'm going to set up an official time. I'll, I'll be in and out cause I'm going to want to check out other art too, but I'm going to set up like an official time to be like, I'm going to be here on this day from noon to four or whatever, you know, I'll make sure I, I update people with that. But I want to mention that cause it's coming up quickly because I have to actually leave several days before that. I'm going to rent a truck and, uh, and bring Maddie will be back at school, but I'm going to bring my wife and Vance and we're going to drive there. So awesome. it should be pretty exciting. Awesome, awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is I will be in Vegas like the anti Tim place <laughs> to go. That dude, I am. I will call Lavolsi and get a meet set up. Oh, you know Lavolsi? Haste. Yeah, can you put post it, haste? Put in a good word for me, <laughs> dude. It's a done deal. I don't know. It's a He's done pretty deal. picky. You he might not meet him. Uh, but yeah, you know. But uh, I don't know if I'm gonna have time, honestly, because I'm only there for a few days. But I'm going in there for Vectric uh, software. They make Aspire and they make the CNC software. And they had asked me to go to this. Oh, I'll make sure there's time. <laughs> they had asked me to go to this conference to speak and to do like a PowerPoint presentation and stuff. Which I, I was like, yeah, sure, I c- I'd love to do that. And then I thought about it for a minute. I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to a convention of CNC users and tell them how to use CNCs when I have no freaking idea, like what I'm doing, you know. But so I was like, wait a minute. Uh, so I kind of called them back. I'm like, really? You sure you want? But what they want is to me to go there and kind of give my upcycling and reclaiming spin and how it can be used in the CNC world, which I can do. And so I'm hmm. working on a project for them right now. Um, I just got my new CNC machine in from CNCRouterParts.com. That's all part of it because I'm gonna be there. With cncrouterparts.com as well, we're mm. also working on a project that we're going to be doing, like a giveaway cool. at the event. You know what I was thinking? If if you and um, uh, Stu recycled your CNC, Stuart could drop it off to me on the way back to Washington. Yep. That would be an upcycle. Yep. That would be, that would be a heck of a thing. Yeah, I'm not bringing mine. So... Uh, <laughs> So I just got my new the new CNC put together, and I'm ex- I, I've got it running, and, and now I'm ready to like jump in. I have, I have some projects for that. Yeah, I'm I'm like super excited. Did to get you going keep the did, did did you keep the Dewalt? Yeah, that's, I got the Porter cable on it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you yeah, would. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a video. I'm part of the deal with Vector because I said I'd make a video about the assembly of it. 
That'll be out eventually. Um, so. <laughs> he's, a, he's a hell of a partner. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'll be out within a week. You okay. know, I mean, I just don't know if it's going to be midweek or a weekend, but uh, it's almost done. Right. Um, so, yeah, so that I've got that. Like, I'm, I'm super excited about, too, this whole, like, CNC world. But it's also, like, kind of stressful, like, that I'm, like, I have to, like, now I have to make good on my promise, you know, to, like, learn how to use this stuff. But the other thing, too, that we're going to throw to you, when I throw to you, Phil, is that, we're bringing Maddie back to college next weekend in Burlington, Vermont. And so I am bringing my old CNC machine to Burlington, which is four hours closer to you mm-hmm. in Canada. And you're going to come down and pick up my old CNC machine. Why'd you say Canada like that? It's, you know, it's, because he'd rather be driving to California and giving it to me. Doubtful. No, I think I'm pretty happy with the decision. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, this, I, think this is, I think this works out well for everyone. I think because I have the the piranha is the one that I have that I'm that I'm giving to Phil, and I think that the piranha is the perfect CNC machine for you and what you do. Yeah, like, definitely, absolutely. The size and, of your and shop, for the size shop, yeah. And for the size I couldn't shop, the, use anything bigger. The twelve by you know it's twelve by eighteen, but it's really twelve by twelve cutting area. And, uh, and, and if you think about it, the name piranha just like fits with Phil anyway. I mean, he's yes. Yeah, where are you going? He's, with a, this? he's a fish. Well, that, little little tiny teeth. thing that's just vicious and sharp toothed. That doesn't sound like me at all. Well, that you 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 good. I'm sharp witted and I'm average height. Thank you <laughs> for a Canadian. Average for my wife, maybe, but well, I hope you enjoyed your time on the podcast, Bill. <laughs> a replacement <laughs> shall be found imminently. <laughs> Uh, but we so, met this weekend, not next weekend, right? Yeah, this coming weekend. Yeah. Okay. That's, said, next yeah, weekend. I'm cause... sorry. You know what? I took today off. I took today off from the shop because of the eclipse. Right. So I feel like it's still the weekend. Like I we haven't need to have next weekend. We, need, we need to have a discussion about what this weekend means. This weekend means always the next weekend coming up. Even if well, but what if it's Saturday? It's the weekend you're in. Then you're talking about then the weekend you're in. Then you wouldn't say this weekend. Yeah. You'd say it's Saturday. No, you yeah. say this weekend, right now, Saturday, Sunday, this weekend, we're going to do something cool. No, you say Bill's tomorrow. right. No, I got to tell you, I really don't like to say it, but Bill's right on this one. If you, it's Saturday, you're not going to say this weekend. You'll be like, today or tomorrow. Right. I, I wake up Saturday morning. I scratch my head. I pour a cup of coffee. Say, Thank What's you for up saying head. The-? You're welcome. I had to think about it. <laughs> I scratch my head. I pour a cup of coffee. I say, good morning, honey. What's on the agenda for this weekend? That's, that's yeah, a different that's, context. Yeah, that's a different story. That's a different context. Yeah, you're talking about the present, but most often, if it's like your buddy this calls up and say, "Hey, what are you doing this. today?" You say, "I don't know." Tomorrow, let's go fishing. You yeah. don't say this weekend, let's go fishing. It's the following weekend. Also, in your in your situation, Tim, uh, mm-hmm. you're basically still at the beginning of the weekend. It might as well be Friday if you're waking up and scratching your head Saturday morning. Let so me... the whole weekend is ahead of you. Whereas okay, well, let me give it more Saturday accurate. I'll give you a more accurate picture. When I get out of bed at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday, <laughs> I drink my cup of coffee. <laughs> I don't think it's coffee at 3 p.m. Well, no, it is because, I, well, it depends. You know. Anyways, anyways, Phil, what are you working <laughs> on? <laughs> okay. All right. You know what I think it is? I think the problem is we did the pre-show, and then we didn't stop the recording. So it kind of bled into the... Right, you know, I guess that's a good way of saying, mode. hey guys, we now do a pre-show that is exclusive to our Patreon listeners, and uh, and we have to still work out the logistics because the counter on the on the recording software now says 38 minutes when it's really 38 minus 22, 16 minutes. Um, so, so, that, so it's hour 22 means it's been an hour. That's easy math. 
Yeah, I yeah mean, you two you are the smart just... ones. Why, I mean, yeah. what, the, what is the problem? I, yeah. we, I have faith in you. Right. So I'm just saying it feels like we've been talking for a long time, you know, whereas I know, normally... I'm, I'm tired of both you. Always, I, know, wait, I am wait, wait, exhausted. Wait. <laughs> Phil, you always say you're exhausting and you feel like we've been talking for a long time two minutes yeah. after we, like, connect. No, exhausted. You said exhausting. I am not exhausting. I am a delight. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm laughing because Tim almost spit his drink out. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah. Anyways, um, <clears throat> what am I working on? So currently I am working on um, – I'm about halfway through this True Track video that I'm doing. And uh, what it is is I'm applying some really cool technology. Like Bill said, the, uh, the True Track system is – it's really awesome. I thought it, it took me like almost no time to mount the uh, the runner plate onto my Cirque saw, which is like a 15 year old skill saw. Mine too. So yeah. anybody's yeah. So I mean, I have one of those. Yeah, I figured yeah. anybody who's got anything decent can definitely very easily mount it to this yeah, plate. You know, I mean, skill saw is kind of like Kleenex. You use that same word for all circular saws. Yeah, you know, I got called out on that in my my uh, trike video that I did. Because yeah. Ryobi sent me a circular saw. And you called it a skill saw. And I called it a skill saw. Ah. I got called out by two people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, that's called like, brand ubiquity, where a brand right. is so big that you just call everything else that's a competitor the same Crescent name. Crescent like wrench, adjustable, yeah. an adjustable yeah. wrench. Yeah. Channel exactly. locks and adjustable pliers. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even think about it. And, uh, and so two people called me out on it. And like when I – so then I, I sent the thing off. The right, and I was like, oh, by the way, I'm sorry. I called it a skill saw. And they're just like you – know, didn't care but um yeah, yeah you know it's like their their logo you could see that's all they care about you know but thongs uh, but. those things that i don't understand how those shoes fit inside your pants it i just never mind go ahead <laughs> go ahead what are you working on phil so i'm working uh, dear lord so i'm working on this video and i'm about halfway through the challenge for this build video for me is that i basically have to do it outside and i need daylight to do that because i'm i'm the whole sort of story behind this video is that you know, for those of us who don't have a workshop, you basically do with a true track. It kind of replaces a table saw for a lot of functions, and if you got two sawhorses, you can do anything a table saw can do. Obviously not as quickly and needs more, let's say, effort for repeatability, but it's definitely doable, and the cuts are super Didn't clean. Didn't we decide like, they were clean. wiener horses? Yeah, so wiener dog horses. So yeah. the sawhorse that I built are the Duresta Sh- style. Shetland pony horses. Yeah. Well, oh wait, not. Shetland really saw, saw Shetland ponies. Edgewise. I'm just trying to get a word in. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. I got to use that. Yeah, give that a shot. Um, so um, yeah, so. I, I've had a hard time getting time during the day to complete this thing, and so I really got up to the point where I've cut out one side of it. And yeah, the track saw part of it is really cool, but I think the game changer killer app part of this this whole system is the router plate that lets you just uh, you know you run a router on it, and then it creates perfect dados. So even with a uh, you know a table saw and a dado stack, there's all the shims, and you know like you really have to. Take the take all the blades off the stack, you know, measure again, make sure that it's perfect, run your test pieces. When you do a dado with this true track system, the you know, you basically put it between these two guides, your actual material, and doesn't matter your bit size, it just automatically does a perfect dado for that exact size wood. So it's cool. And I'll show yeah, you. Yeah, I, did, I didn't get the dado part of it 
but um, the these the skill saw that I attached to it, it, and, and I didn't believe it. They said you don't you don't have to clamp this down. You don't don't. And I was like, you know, I'm clamping it down anyway. And then I made I one try yeah. without it. I'm like, oh, you don't have to clamp it down. If you actually, if you put a little pressure on the saw, it does not move. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was pretty cool. If you want to, though, you could spray adhesive some uh, sandpaper underneath, you know, uh, abrasive I, side I down. I think the, ma- Doesn't it have yeah, like a the, rubber the material, I think it is, Phil. I think mm-hmm. if you just wipe that down with a little soapy water. Um, it, it yeah. works fine because it's kind of tacky in its own way, but I, yeah, I just, I just clamped down my material I, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. But it was so, but for the, for the Cirque saw, the blade I use is a 40 tooth just cause I want as clean a cut as possible. It's like a finished I have a blade. Tooth it's on a mine, yeah. Freud, yeah. A 60 tooth yeah. on your circular saw? I use an 80, wow. 80 tooth on mine, but you know. No, you don't. You're They're right. Both- yeah. I use like a seven tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he got up. Let's finish the podcast real okay. quick. Um, anyway, oh, I so, what are you watching? Uh, I'm watching. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's yes. this, there's a saw. We, we didn't wow. think you were lying. Hold on a second. Is that a seven, seven and a quarter, oh, or eight and a half blade, or whatever? Seven eight and a quarter. quarter. Seven and a quarter. Seven and a quarter. Yeah. yeah. He's just showing us that he's actually. I might have that exact SME. same saw, actually. Yes, I do. That's right. You want yes, me to get it? Yes. I'll go get it. No, no. Just <laughs> well, stay I'm there. in my garage. You guys are in the house. You would have to go outside. It doesn't make sense. When I give up, I, I have, get up. You guys no, have mine a break. Is right there. Because <laughs> that's the one I keep at home. I have a skill saw at home, and then I have my Dewalt at the shop, or my Delorean at the shop. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That sounds good, huh? That musical interlude. Anyway, so that let's let's do yeah. our freaking podcast. Already. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm working on. But, uh, you know, as Bill said, I think it's a tremendous system and I, you know, I'm, uh, you know, and, uh, yeah, I'm still talking to Milescraft. We're trying to, you know, see some of the metrics from this last video and we're going to reevaluate and see what we're going to up to. But I'm going to have a video coming up, not, not this month, but next month that will incorporate a lot of different sponsors, but will be very cool. I don't know why I'm saying that. I'll just let it be a surprise. What 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 if so? When you reevaluate the metrics, what if they say you actually owe us like a hundred bucks? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure how that would even work. <laughs> well, boys, you earned a hundred dollars, but you drank two hundred dollars worth of beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the only way that works. Um, okay, so. Let's see here. This week's topic is, uh, well, it's another, it's another uh, listener sort of provided one, and it's a very interesting one, and, and kind of meat and potatoes. So I love that, uh, because I always learn from these this things. Is, <laughs> this is meat and tofu, because Tim's got some real, <laughs> meat and tofu. real opinionated yeah, meat and on this one. Yeah. So um, I'm going to hand this one off to, uh, to well, Bill to read out the yeah, email. Yeah, do you have the email, well, Bill? Yeah. Hold on. Uh, uh, go, go. Take your, take your time. We're not recording. Right Email now. and yeah. pull up where he says stain versus wood. Okay. <clears throat> First of all, <laughs> um, the response to me I would like to read back is, I love you back, Bill. I'm glad you like all the ideas. Interestingly enough, I heard back from you and from Tim, but not from my twin named bro in Canada. He, 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 he. Maybe he's mulling over the idea. By the way, I just thought of a cool California project for you. Make a surfboard, then hide some wheels and motor underneath so you can surf on the streets of California. No, that's never going to happen, just so you know. I've, <laughs> I'm have i too old for that, but PJ, thank you. And uh, you know what? PJ's 
Can I just say? Can I just sure. say one quick thing? So people write us in all the time, and sometimes you know all three of us uh-huh. write in. But sometimes when I feel that you two have you know contributed certainly more than I would be able uh-huh. to, I don't feel compelled to necessarily write back that same person with that same piece of advice. So that's why in this case I did not. However, you could you know, just send I a smile. Read it and appreciate it. You could the just, send, just send yeah, a smiley just send face, a, uh, an emoji. You know? You know what I love about you guys? You guys always have my back, and that is something that is so underrated. Well, you know, you got to remember, first of all, <laughs> at this point in the podcast, when we guys. throw you under the bus, have you noticed the padding we put down? I'm trying to make you as I yes, try to none. make you as comfortable as possible. Yeah, no, there's no padding. This is this is just bare asphalt. <laughs> Show topic. Show t- two two bare asphalts over here. Show topic from PJ Galati, who's going to be my pick for next week. I think for his channel, he's just starting out of town. But anyway, um, I've been listening to the podcast for the last few weeks. Started with the first episode. I'm working my way forward up to about seventy. Blardy 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 blar. So he's not even going to hear this for like three weeks. Yeah, probably. I will say, Phil, <laughs> as one Phil to another, we are a rare breed, and I'm glad to hear you on the air getting your voice heard. I do accented impressions as well. Tim, you talk and eat just like my brother, which I find funny and interesting. He's a full-time fine artist, though, not a maker per se. Bill, I know everyone, everyone likes to rag on you in playful jest, but hey, man, I'm a hugger, too. Thank you, PJ. Um, I'm still working my way through all of your videos. Dar dee dar dee dar dee dar. Show topic. So I'm unsure exactly how to phrase this. I want you guys to talk about the advantages and disadvantages of wood stain versus the real thing. In other words, I just saw walnut stained pine legs. Client already had them for a tabletop I just made, my first ever paying commission. And in my opinion, and I assume that he made a walnut tabletop. And in my opinion, they look like cheap imitations when compared to the actual walnut wood. I have this love-hate view of stains as I prefer the natural colors of wood to be seen and appreciated. I tend to use clear brie wax on most things because it seems to bring out the natural colors more vibrantly and give it a nice shine while making it comfortable to the touch. So can you guys discuss when stains are appropriate, why they should or shouldn't be used? Maybe everyone should stop being so cheap and buy the real thing. Just something that's been in the back of my mind for the last few decades. P.J. Galati. P.S. If at all possible, I think Phil should do the entire show in Sean Connery's voice. That's an excellent idea, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not today, though. Um, So I'm just going to chime in real quick because um, all of the whiskey boxes that I do get, uh, get stain on them. And I will agree that I hate doing it, but... There's no chance that I'm going to be finding reclaimed walnut, you know, on pallets. And that's sort of kind of what this stuff is made out of. And uh, the sweat equity of pulling it apart is sort of the cost that I'm paying for the materials. Uh, Yeah, I would love to just be able to send out, you know, the natural color pine boxes, but no one's buying them at that. You know, nobody wants it like that. I I think everybody loves that sort of walnut color. Uh, I don't think people necessarily want to pay walnut prices, but... I don't know. What do you guys think? There have been you look at you can look at furniture when you go to like the secondhand store, right? And you can tell by the color of the furniture the era it was made, among other things in the design. But one of those things is the color of stain that was in at the time. You know, when there was a period in the seventies, for instance, when everything was very dark stained, mm-hmm. and then it kind of went into the eighties and nineties, and things became like lighter stained. And and uh, and f- finishes like lacquers and stuff like that. And now we're sort of back into that like dark 
like kind of dark wood walnut look and the reclaimed look. So now it's like it's not knotty pine. It's like it's like nail hole pine. Yeah, you know, it's like the difference between the seventies and now. But it's like that same sort of dark color again. And it's, it's sort of interesting to see to see that happen. I personally think that Mother Nature has a better eye for color and for design than I ever will have. And so I tend to rely on her vast knowledge of what color the wood is supposed to be rather than me thinking I know something better. But that being said, like this week, I'm going to make, I'm making three stools for a guy and I'm staining them because he wants them a different color. Like, you know, at the end of the day, the customer gets what the customer wants, but I do try to persuade customers to appreciate the natural colors and patinas. Cause I use, you know, a lot of reclaimed has some of its own color to it. Um, I try to encourage customers to enjoy the, the those natural variations of patinas. I think that they're just much better than anything you can get, ever get out of a jar. And then well, I have other stuff to say later, but I want you guys to talk to. Well, I want to, first of all, I want to say I, I agree with PJ 100%. Um, trying to put a beautiful walnut top with three pine walnut stained legs underneath is just going to be so beyond obvious. Um what I would have done in that case is I would have made something so contrasty that you're not trying to compete with the walnut. Right. Paint them white. Yeah, we'll paint them white, paint them a lighter stain, stain them just, you know, just put a clear stain over it, something, maybe a, an oil, anything. And that's what I try and do. I don't look, I don't try and match colors. I did repair work for um, some really nice furniture, some old antiques for a while when I lived in Utah here and there. And it's tough. It's really tough to do, to match a color of wood and make it look so it's not noticeable. And in that case, you ha- it, it's a lot of experimentation. But for the most part, I look at I look at stains as dark, not so dark, and kind of light. And that's it. And I don't care if it says walnut or colonial red or mahogany's mama or whatever. It's Merlot. Yeah, Merlot, right? I mean, I, and, and I, what I really like is I like the outrageous colors. I mean, I like, I like it when it's a, a royal purple stain. I like it when it's a, a greenish stain. Oh, that's different. I'm not even talking about yeah, that. That's dying. Yeah, that's, I'm, right, all, I, I'm all about that. Right, right. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, cool. if, you're, if you're going to use a stain, like I use it for contrast. So, for example, uh, this, this bed that I made, Ragtie sent me. He, this, this dude, man, he walks, he walks through gullies and takes walks out in nature and he finds this old weathered wood and he brings it back to his shop and he sands it and he smooths it and he puts this, I don't know how, he showed a small video of how he does it, but it's a really, really dark um, finish that he put to this and it's, and it's weathered and old and smooth. And so my idea was this, the, the plywood that I use for the headboard is I, I use simply some Danish oil and I mix a little bit of dark walnut Danish oil in with the clear, just a smidgen, just to bring out a little bit of, uh, of contrast on this plywood that's very light colored with this dark, old, weathered wood that's on there. That's how I, that's how I like to choose my stains. I like, I like contrast. I like to see things that are, are that stand out make it be on purpose if you try and match it unless you're making like i said when i used to do furniture repair you got a, you got a, a an antique that's cracked uh it's who knows what color it is but it takes hours to try and find a stain you're replacing a very small sliver of wood and you're trying to hide it that's one thing but when you've got a beautiful walnut top and you're trying to stain pine legs walnut color whose color minwax 
Is it Verthane? Is it, you know, I mean, is it, is it, it ain't going to be. So, so make no. a contrast. Hmm. Not, not only that, the grain isn't going to match either, right? Because, it's going to look like uh, walnut. Pine, it's going to look like to... cheap walnut colored pine is what it's going to look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, because the, the, no matter what you do with pine, the, uh, you know, sort of the grain, there's the waves of it and there's some parts that are denser than others. And the part that's denser doesn't take the stain as much, so it lines up being much lighter. So it's obviously not walnut. So, you know, I, I totally agree with what Bill's saying. I, I wouldn't try to match. I would try to make the walnut stand exactly. out. And make, sort the, of make the walnut the centerpiece the of this table and yeah. just just contrast the legs so it's obvious that, that that's not what we're trying to look at. Right. I personally would paint them white. That's a beautiful uh, combination, by the way, just so you know. I wasn't taking that away. Yeah, or silver. Why not? Why not like a metallic silver even? I mean, anything that's just going to be far away. Like you don't want it to be too close. Maybe that's a Tim thing. I am. Maybe that's a Tim thing. Metallic silver, purple, that's like a futuristic, horrible combination. No, it no way, is. Man. It's it's no horrible. Way. You know I made what? a table once. You make of, one. Uh, you make one for your kitchen. I want to see what your wife says. But you have to I film the. I already. Reaction. I already know that Gwen is going to say she loves it no matter what. Just like Casey does for everything I make. Casey says it's amazing. No, no, no. Even Tim's yeah. saying no. She's not saying no, no to no, some space age table. I made a table for a guy a few years ago, and it was um, it was a reclaimed wood, but it was very dark. Yeah, uh, and it, it, there was stain involved. I'll admit it. <laughs> but I did a I did a, 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 a anodized steel base out of it, so it was like this shiny silver base. It was just a coffee table. It was you know thirty by or thirty six by twenty four, and uh, so I had this very like you know raw steel color. It was like an alloy of some sort base. Very silver. Okay, well, we're talking about a beautiful walnut top, and you're saying paint silver legs. That's different than saying having, like, making metal legs. Now, metal legs would be cool. Even doing doing a metal uh, to where you scrub it down, leave half the old paint on it. You can, you know, upcycle some bed frames, anything with that that beautiful walnut top. But just some kind of a silvery paint. Because you know what? That that cap color... Now I'm going to have to make this just to show you how color wrong that you says are. it's chrome, it ain't. No matter how much you want it to be, it ain't chrome. Oh, I know. I've yeah, yeah. no. I believe me. I've used more of that than I've wanted to. But uh, I, I'm going to have to prove you wrong. I'm going to make a small little table out of some well, scrap. Well, t- now that there's a difference a between staining some scrap wood walnut and painting the leg silver. No, no, no. I'm going to use a piece of freaking walnut okay. and make a small <laughs> walnut table and I'm going to take a piece of pine and I'm going to make a base for it and I'm going to paint it silver. You know what I'd rather awesome. see? Make some walnut legs with a silver pine top. That I'm not going to do. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> All right, you do that and I'll do... Uh, here, we don't do challenges anymore in this podcast, but you oh, make... Oh, yeah. crap. Are we, there was a challenge we were going to do. What was it? No, it wasn't. No, there wasn't. Oh, you mean the one you strong-armed us into doing? Yes, the uh, the toolbox one. No, the one I tried to strong-arm our listeners into doing. You strong-armed me into doing it. I was proving a point. You cannot just throw these things out without talking to us first. It's uh, the toolbox one there, you know, the, the tool case then. When did that rule happen? When did that... And when Day did that rule get listened one. to? Never. <laughs> 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 Hold on, let me write this down. Toolbox challenge. All right. I got an idea for one. 
Now I'm excited about it. Now I'm going to do two. To get, to get back on track, let's talk about alternatives to stain. Like obviously, like iron acetate and fire are like the two things that pop in my head at first. There are yep. ways. Coffee and tea, baby. Coffee, coffee and tea. There are ways of of quote unquote staining wood or changing the color of wood that aren't just so like abnormally like anti-natural looking, you know what I mean? And iron acetate mm-hmm. is one because it works with the natural tannins that are in the wood to, to naturally change yep. the wood. And like, like red oak, for instance, turns black, like this purplish black is beautiful. Um, so it's, that's another thing. Like when I have customers, you know, sometimes you have a customer that just, they're like, Oh, I want this. And I want it to match the drapes, you know? Um, so they, they do. They, that just happens. Yeah. They wanted the carpet. I made it. To no, match I, well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have asked him, can I have those drapes? Because I'll make you a table and stretch yeah, that just, over right the top. Yeah, I can use the same silver print spray paint on those drapes. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, you make some of that, like they have colors in the room and they want to accentuate those colors in the table and stuff. And so, you know, what I'll do is, you know, I, I cut the, I take the eight foot board and I cut it to seven feet. And then I take that one foot that's left and I stain it and iron acid it. I burn it. I do every single possible thing. But I always do like all of the natural things too. And I try to sell them on that first. Like, well, what do you think of these natural things? And mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times it works and a lot of times it doesn't. But, um, uh, I, and I use part of like for my sales pitch with it, it's not because I don't want to spend the money on the, the stain. And it's not because I, I'm against stain because that people are, I don't, they don't want to have that conversation that we're having right now. Only we want to have that conversation. I just say, because it's low VOC and more natural, you know, like I, cause that's what um, my customers are interested in the fact that I'm eco-friendly. And so I try to sell the eco-friendly alternative, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it works sometimes. There's a, um, there's a Japanese technique and I'm pretty sure it's called Shoshugiban. Yeah, exactly. It's ebonization of mm. the wood. They, they burn it and then they sand it down. I thought it was called Kirigami. I could be wrong. Well, there's two. There's two yeah. of them. Uh, that shoshugi ban is when you burn it, and that, what it does is it makes it not as easy to catch on Are fire. Are you sure again. that's not the box with the different stuff Here in it when go. you go to the nope. shoshugi that's place? That's a bento box. Let's stay on track. Uh, <laughs> so oh. these uh, well shoshugi ban is when you you the idea being you build a house and your house is made of wood, so it's flammable. But if you burn your house first and then put it out, now it's not as flammable. Right. I believe that ah. was. The no, the one with Kiri, what was a Kiri? Yeah, Kirigami is the ebonization of wood. That's when you make the swans out of paper. Phil, <laughs> I don't know what to do with that because he knows it's origami, but that's fine. Yep, yep. I really don't. You know, Casey spent some. Uh, she lived in Japan for a while oh, to yeah? get away from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm wrong. Kirigami actually is origami. Thank you. Thank oh, you. God. I know. What's the... Now we got to look up the... <laughs> All right, what do you talk? I'm going to look this up. No, but I, I so, was thinking but, about the ebonization, the burning of the wood, and then you yeah. sand it down, and then it gives it a whole other texture, and it's real, right? Because you still see the grain, and it's not hidden, and it's, you know, sort of brings out some... Now, you can yeah. also you can also make... A, take that that charcoal, and you can actually make a stain with that charcoal that you scrape off as well. How would you? How do you make it soluble? Is it going to you water or in, vinegar? How does that put work? it? Put it in water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. You know. You know the. Um, have you ever heard heard the saying "bone black"? No, really. Um, it's when you bone white. Yeah, well, there's bone white too, but there's also bone black, and that's when they make. Um, I used to be a bone like breaker. The black. 
the the black I'm just ignoring him the black dye that you get that's like just really makes everything black you know I I have so much it's uh most of it is made from uh, charred cow bones and it's really that's like the blackest black you can like kind of create that absence of huh. of light wait, 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 okay stop like, stop like stop I back that... the truck up why would you yeah. Tim Sway yeah. has yeah. stain made from burnt cow bones yep and I have horse hide glue in my shop as well. Oh my gosh, this changes everything. And I hate everything. using both of them. I hate using both but of them. But I feel like they're sustainable. Like the the meat's been eaten, the leather's been made. Like, why wouldn't you use the bones? It like, is versus Well, there's like they use about four thousand pounds of coal to create one ounce. Of, <laughs> you know? Okay, so it's not so it's not the vegetarian I don't know if I call it in you that's disputing it's, that. It's, well, there's it's, a lot it's of it's the yeah. earth conscious footprint. That, the, yeah. Yeah, I mean there's you know, it's it it, it I don't think it's carbon neutral. I'm just, I, I'm not. No, but to be fair, they didn't use that four thousand pounds of coal to burn that one cow. I think there's many, many, many cows. That yeah, are. they they were burning lots of cows. Yeah, it's it's just things. It's things I don't really want to be a part of. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I, I don't, and I don't know that for. I have the Lockwoods black at my shop, and I, I don't know for a fact that that's what it's made of. I'm just assuming because I I know okay. I watched a um, Dirty Jobs uh, with Mike Rowe, and he did that. He, they went in and made black. And, uh, oh my god! Wow, it was very interesting, and I, I watched the whole thing. And I was super interested by it, and uh, and that was like they were saying that that most black pigments are made that way. So let's so let's like let's let's kind of bring this back around to reclaimed a little bit. And I think the question, one of the questions that he asked was, what, or maybe then I'm asking, what are some reclaimed alternatives? We've been talking about that, and when is it appropriate to use stain and not? And my answer was, don't try and match. Try and contrast. If you have to use stain with natural wood, try and contrast. Is there a time when you don't try and stain at all and you just try and buy buy more of walnut and make the legs out of walnut? I thought you – did you raise your finger there, Tim? I did just to go back to shoshugi ban. Yakisugi is the other word for shoshugi ban. Okay. That was might be the word that you were thinking of. Maybe um, That's yeah, what so. I was thinking. But – uh yeah, so, I just I just looked it up. But so as far as for your, it depends on the budget. You know what I mean? Like sometimes That's, you just have to do what the customer wants. Like if the customer right. you know wants this table and they they want to spend X amount of dollars instead of Y amount of dollars, you got to you know you got you, you you let the customer make the decision. You 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 show them the difference. You educate them. You and and you try to persuade them in the way that you think is best. But sometimes the customer is just going to decide differently than you. And you have to do it. Yeah, I, and it's also if you know yeah. ahead of time that they had the walnut uh, stained legs for this table, I would have maybe taken a piece of just scrap, stained it walnut, and then showed them what it looked like on top of this beautiful walnut tabletop to say, hey, by the way, just so you know, that's what mm. your legs are going to look like contrasting to this. And paint another piece white and show them that the white piece. Right. Like here's here's another option. Show them show them the options. And let them decide. Right. Like, give them mm-hmm. the options, and you know that's the best you can do. It's just like but to let. Then again, you may not know if somebody just if they commission you to, hey, I've got this piece of walnut. Can you turn this into a tabletop? Mm-hmm. You deliver it, and they're screwing on these stained walnut legs. Yeah, you're kind of out of you know maybe offer. Say, here's my yeah, card. When everybody tells you that looks like crap, give me a call, and we'll do something about it. Yeah. And 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 I and I will say and I've said this before, but when you're when you're like working with a customer, one of the things I always ask customers that like they you know I'm like hey you know they want me to make this or that I'm like hey send me a picture of something you like, but send me a picture of the room. And I always say send me a picture of the room, the space it's going to live in, because that's going to tell you a lot about them. Like so I've had people say like oh I want to make something that matches my other reclaimed furniture, and, I, and they send me the picture, and it's one of those those like 
kind of like liars that makes a bunch of stuff out of two by six pine from the box store and stains it walnut and calls it reclaimed, you know, and you see all yeah. that. And so you, you get an idea of what their understanding and their budget is like for that. And then, you know, that helps you make decisions about what's the best way to go down because that customer, you can't quote them a solid walnut table. They're not going to, they're just going to think you're ripping it. They're just not going to, and you don't want to have that conversation. It's just not, you can't go down that road. That's not your job. You don't want to spend mm-hmm. that time. So you Somebody can learn so much. I posted a picture recently of a box of, reclaimed looking pallet boards <laughs> that were distressed. Distressed it's like a box board. of them in one of the home stores. It's like distressed looking pallet looking boards. And I'm just like, I've seen really? That. <laughs> I've seen that. They weren't pallets, but they were distressed. It was meant to, it was like faux barnwood. It was already stained gray. Yeah. And it was just like silly. eight foot long, six foot. It was like six by one, but it was like, it was all gray and, and weathered or whatever the French word was. It's, uh, I mean, it's a look, right? I don't know what the weather, distressé, I don't remember, but, uh, Pat, Pat, you know, what's the word? Yeah, exactly. Send me a text. Um, yeah, I think budget is a big player in it. That, mm. That's for sure. Whether or not to go stain. It's all, another factor is of course, geography, right? Yeah. In North America, walnut happens to be big right now, but in Scandinavia, they have no problem with like pine, unstained as far as you know the furniture color like that's big in scandinavia it's all fashion right now right that's the way it sort of works mm-hmm. things that are big and i happen to be in this space but things that are big right now are dark woods and gold whereas five years ago it was more gray and silver and you know black and that kind of thing so it it goes it, it in cyclical and it follows fashion so well you don't have right to follow now, fashion either I mean, Casey's, you don't have to follow fashion. Casey's Salon is a lot of silver stain on pallet wood. Or not silver. It's gray stain on pallet wood with a, yep. with a green, minty, distressed, weathered look to, to go with it. So that's their color scheme. You know? But that's San Francisco fashion, right? That's local fashion. Uh, no, that was Bill's fashion. That was my idea. And her, if you think you had an original idea when you came up with that, my friend, I hate to hurt your feelings, but you pulled it from somewhere. No. Regardless of if you're aware of it or not. I know that they wanted the, the, the minty color as part of their logo and and the gray. Why is minty part of their logo? Because they had some guy that did logos do it for him. And where is he from? Okay, look, shut up. It all comes from somewhere. What about it what about the modern style? The, the, the modern style I just made for her. Everybody's making modern furniture now out of pine and keeping even Ben, even uh, Mike, even Chris, and they're leaving it. They're either doing white or they're leaving it the, the color of the pine plywood. Because Ben, Mike, and Chris are. Right, but I, I <laughs> did my modern build and I stained it gray and I added red to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they do it because what they're doing is modern furniture that's sort of mid-century modern. And mid-century modern comes from Scandinavia. It's all Danish. That's where that style comes from. And and the and the other thing is that they're doing it for people. They're trying to like, – they're doing it for DIYers and – and people that are going to go to the box store, that's what they're going to buy is that white wood at the box store. And they're going to, I'm just saying, you know, I can not be fashionable either, so. and originable at the same time. You are definitely fashionable and originable. Okay. You are many, many, many things. You're a complex enigma over there, Mr. You just Lutz. add a bowl to Bill. I'm billable. Oh, I am going to That's for sure. <laughs> Another one I want. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I'm like, I should have said billable. That's that. that, that, that. Yeah. No, expect an invoice. But 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 no. But seriously, we we should, we're all enough to realize that we are influenced by our surroundings. Like, of course, you know, that's 
you have to realize it's that. naive to think yeah. that you're coming up with stuff out of yeah. thin no, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that. I mean, I realize yeah. that you two come up with a lot of stuff just because of the podcast and seeing what I do. I mean, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> do you get that? Because I don't get that. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. this horse has been beaten soundly. What um, what are we watching? Let's start with though I don't know, Bill. What are you watching? Well, I so um, I I've been so busy on the bed. I, I threw something out there real quick, and it's not so much what I'm watching, but they do do shows. They do. It's called um, CigarBoxNation.com, and since I've been into the cigar box thing, it's a it's a resource uh, website for not only parts and. Things that you can get to, I mean, you can buy everything from a kit to make the whole guitar to just strings and things like that. It leads you to cbgiddy.com, but they also do like shows and show off other people's work. It's a, it's a great resource. I have found it. Um, they do uh, tablature. They do, I, I didn't even know tablature was a word a couple weeks ago. So, oh, you're reading tab now. Yeah. No, I'm not reading tab. I decided I don't like that, but I do like, I do like the song with the chords because I can just strum the chord. To the song. Oh, and by the way, at the end of my last video, Tim, I wanted to tell you this. Singing and playing at the same time is the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. Practice. Oh, dude. Practice. It's like hitting a golf ball. You know, I mean, I don't, I can't That's golf. Right. I play 18 <laughs> holes can't. of golf. And if I can hit that golf ball one time and make it do what I want, it's an accomplishment that brings me back for more. So it's the same thing. It was like, I can't believe how hard it was to just strum a note, strum a chord, and sing at the appropriate time. Because if you don't, it's so obvious that, oh, I should have waited till the next word before I hit that chord. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah um, what happens is the hand is strumming in your mouth start getting connected. And then yeah, they start, it's, so it's, you start strumming what you're singing. And then I, I've been watching some of these guys say, Hey, when you're sitting watching TV, just sit there, hold your guitar and take your thumb and just hit that bass note. Just boom, boom. While you're not doing And after a while you'll get used to that. And then, and now I see why I think, well, that's stupid. I'll just do it my way. Yeah. No, I'm going to start listening to people that know what they were doing when it comes to yeah, music. So it takes practice, but you can do it anyway. Um, cigarboxnation.com. Check it out. If you have any interest in the cigar box movement, uh, DIY instruments is becoming a big, big, big thing now. People are making everything from one strings to three strings, six strings, cigar box, building your own box. I've still got more I want to make. That's what it was. Phil, go. Uh, I'm uh, I'm actually going to put up an Instagrammer today. Uh, his name is Russell Coburn, and his his Instagram is called Coburn Wood Design. Hi, hey, Vance. What's up, buddy? Hey, Vance, did you know that I think you might be one of the handsomest makers on the planet? Ooh, that sounds cool. Yeah, you are. And you're yeah, the coolest, yeah. just so you know. Handsome and cool. Nothing like your dad at Easily. all. Your dad's got some talent, but you are the you are the man. This is a good idea. You're gonna give him. All, you're empowering him right before. Him. <laughs> like, I don't have to listen to you. I'm handsome and cool. So, Dad. Yeah. We came home early from the baseball game. Yeah. Did you get tired? Uh no. It was so boring. Seven. They didn't get any home runs. Huh. Seven innings. They didn't get seven any innings. Home not a single runs. home run. It was so boring. 
We got into a pitcher's duel. The whole game was a pitcher's the duel. The whole game was a pitcher's duel. Yeah, those are not fun for the fans. We, nope. we didn't see Sounds the like the, the Oakland A's and the San Francisco Giants. No no talent whatsoever. Yeah. All right. Yeah, like exactly no. Totes. Okay, say goodnight to everybody. Good night. Good night, Vance. Night, dude. See you on Sunday. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Anytime that young man pops in is so, awesome. Yeah, I think. I love that kid. Um, so I was drinking from a, uh, a travel mug that my friend Russell sent me uh, because I won his 200 follower giveaway on Instagram. Oh, nice. And I figured give him a little shout out because... This thing is awesome. I this is definitely a name brand. I just don't recognize the logo. Maybe you guys can recognize if it. If you showed it in the camera, it would help. Slide it, yeah, slide it. Right. It's in the camera. No, it's embossed. Uh, it's a mountain with a stream running through it. Yeah, and I can't recognize it. But oh, this that's thing a is John amazing. Denver like, tribute me- for Colorado Rocky Mountain High. Tim, what are you watching? Hang on, I'm searching Mountain Stream <laughs> Cup logo. I swear to God. U.S. Uh, you know what? You know what we're gonna do from now on, Bill. From now on, we are gonna have Casey police you as we are recording. We do a real you know time. What's lucky for me is that she, Casey, changed smacking. her schedule to where she works late on late on Mondays because she's got um, school on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and, and soccer practice. So she's she's gonna be home by the time you guys are. Well, not you. You're always up at midnight, but yeah, yeah. We'll have to change our night then. Whatever <laughs> night works for Casey is the night we're gonna record. Because I think it really helped. Uh, <laughs> Tim, what are you watching? Please I, I wanted to mention a channel called, uh, I don't know if it's pronounced or not, but it's the capital letters B, U, and K. And they're um, from somewhere where they don't speak English as their native language. Uh, it's it's Bukland. I want to say, say Russia, but I'm not sure. Uh, exactly where they're from, but are there um, two dots uh, above the U? No, there's no, there's no. That would be German. No dots about it. No, it's definitely like a like a Russian or or uh, Ukrainian or something like that. The the letters, but they're uh, they're uh, it's more than one person. There's a I, I believe the the man I, I don't know his name, uh, but he you know comments on my videos a lot and stuff. And so I went and I clicked onto his channel. And I started checking out his videos, and they're amazing. They have this some big old factory that these they kind of took over. This like family, it looks like. And again, it's it's cool. not in English. I don't fully know what's going on. All I know is that I I know what I'm seeing, and the and the work they're doing is just absolutely amazing. Um, from this like really like classic Victorian like furniture work, and and there's like all these like things like I think they're like left over in the factory when they took over the space to this like super modern desk. They cut the miters out in a CNC and. And, uh, and like doing waterfalls in the CNC and stuff, just like the, it's just all over the map, like amazing stuff and, and, uh, just complete eye candy. So it's B U K all capital letters is the channel. They're shy of a thousand subscribers right now, but they are making some interesting stuff. I want, I want to give a real quick shout out to Rebecca DeGroote and, uh, she sent me a couple of signed stickers and one of them is a narwhal, which I just happened to think is cool. And the other one is a llama, which I also happen to think is cool. So nice. last week was Scott Turner. This week, Rebecca DeGroote. Thank you, guys. Um, good stuff. And, you know, I got that new amp, so i am also got a PV sticker, sticker too. I'll put it up somewhere. Excellent. I hope the hundreds of people who send me stickers don't feel bad that I don't give them a shout-out on the, on the podcast. 
You mean all seven of them? Really, truly hope. No, seven hundred. Yeah, more like it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want them to feel bad because I don't give them a shout out. Um. Anyway, so that's what I got there. <laughs> Let's go back to the old show notes. <laughs> Let's see here. Okay, so um, our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out MakerTechReviews.com. Check out WilliamLutz.com for like 99% of things Bill Lutz and some things Justin Sparks because he created that and website. And Phil Pinsky and Tim uh, Sway and Manifesto Salon yeah, and exactly. Modern Makers Association. There's a lot of stuff on my uh, my website. Yeah, that's those are those are all things you're connected to. And uh, there's like 62% of Tim Sway on TimSway.net. I thought we decided it was 68.4%. No, that's the eclipse. You know what? There might that have been a eclipse. Dimin- uh, 69.2%, yeah. yeah. 69%. Get your head out of the gutter, Sway. <laughs> uh, that's timsway.net. Thank you to Jason Payne for that. Contact us for show topics like the one we did today um, by email info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or if it's something nice and easy, uh, you can just hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. Leave us those iTunes reviews. I have not seen one in a little while, and I would love to get a whole bunch more. They're tremendous in helping us get more earballs uh, listening to this show. And patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. So this week, like as I mentioned earlier, marks our first episode uh, of the pre-show. So that's a bonus that only the Patreon subscribers or patrons get. And uh, and you can too for a mere dollar. And, and you uh, guys can hear the potty mouth that I have to deal with every day or every week. Mm-hmm. That is yep. correct. You will get to hear that. That is a special treat to hear me swear. It is, it is uncensored. Totally uncensored and unfiltered. No filters. Raw claimed audio. Yeah, that's that's what that is. Um, and without further ado, I'll see. Tim, actually, you should say yours first in case it gets cut off. Be good. Barn Rat Studios. Have a great week, guys. Well, I... I, I, I...